so the thought tonight is what, what do we find in Jesus Christ? And we pick up in verse 29 tonight. And uh, so far in John chapter 1, it's, there's a lot talking about John the Baptist and his ministry. We're introduced to the Word, who is Jesus Christ. We're introduced to the light, who is Jesus Christ. And uh, the fact that he is coming to his own. And uh, now he is ministering, beginning his ministry there in Israel in, in preparation for what's coming upon the cross. And we get to chapter 29, or verse 29, and John the Baptist here, really he, so far his ministry has been about pointing people to Jesus. And now Jesus has arrived on the scene. And he shows up here in verse number 29. And the Bible says, The next day John seeth Jesus coming to him, and saith, Behold the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, After me cometh a man which is preferred before me, for he was before me. And I knew him not, but that he should be made manifest to Israel, therefore am I come baptizing with water. And John bare record, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and it abode upon him. And I knew him not, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said unto me, Upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending, and remaining on him, the same as he which baptizes with the Holy Ghost. And I saw and bear record that this is the Son of God. So what did John the Baptist find in Jesus Christ? Well, he found, first of all, in verse 29, he found his Passover lamb. As a Jew, the Passover lamb was something that was very important to their way of life, to their spiritual life. You can go all the way back to Genesis chapter 22. And there, you remember Abraham was told to sacrifice his son, Isaac. And he went and Isaac was carrying the wood and they, they went to the mountain. And, 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 and Isaac understood that they were going to have a sacrifice. And Isaac asked the question, but father, where is the lamb? And uh, Abraham said, uh, God himself will provide a lamb. You can go all the way back to Genesis 22 and talk about the lamb. And then you could go all the way back to Israel coming out of Egypt and uh, the institution of the Passover and uh, the offering of the lamb and the blood that was placed on the two side posts and over the lintel of the door, over the top of the door. And everyone who was inside that house when the death angel come through that the Bible says that when he saw the blood, he would pass over them. He would, he would keep going. You could go all the way back to that. And for centuries, for years, they celebrated the Passover. Well, when John the Baptist saw Jesus Christ, he saw his once and for all Passover lamb. He was the Lamb of God, which takes away the sin of the world. And so before this time, the Passover lamb covered the sins of the people. But when Jesus came, the perfect sacrifice 
who gave himself as a perfect offering and atonement for the sin, everyone who received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. And he washed us from our sins in his own blood. So when John the Baptist saw Jesus Christ, he saw forgiveness, he saw the perfect offering, he saw the one who would take away his sin, the sin of his disciples, and the sins of the world all the way to us. So that's what he found in Jesus Christ. That's what you and I find in Jesus Christ, right? We find in Jesus a Savior. We find more than a reason to go to church. We find more than a reason to go, just read your Bible. We find more than just a reason to sing hymns. We find in Jesus Christ our, our sin offering, the one who takes away our sin. And that is something to rejoice in. He also found in verse 33, he found the Holy Trinity. Because when he says he bears record in verse 32 that he saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove upon Jesus. The Bible, he said in verse 33, he testifies, I, I, didn't, I didn't know who he was. But he says, he that sent me to baptize with water, who would be God the Father, the same said unto me, upon whom thou shalt see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same as he which baptizeth with the Holy Ghost. And so there we see the Holy Spirit involved, and he testifies in verse 34 that Jesus is the Son of God. And so what, what John the Baptist found in Jesus is a greater understanding of who God is. And the fact is, we can't understand who God is. We can't even have a relationship with God apart from Jesus Christ. So... I want us to be encouraged tonight, all right? I'm, I'm encouraged by this, and I want us to be encouraged by the fact that no matter what we deal with, no matter our, our history, our past, no matter who we face and the troubles that we face in this sin-cursed world, we have a Savior in Jesus Christ who overcomes all of that, okay? And we have a, save, we have a God the Father who not only gave his son, but he also gave his spirit to indwell us because he desires to have a relationship with you and I, and therefore he comes down to us, all right? So be encouraged by that. Secondly, we see Andrew, and even though he's not mentioned by name, he doesn't mention himself by name, uh, we all agree that it was John, the disciple whom Jesus loved, the writer of this gospel. Now, what did Andrew and John find in Jesus? Well, look in verse 37. Well, let's start in verse 35. Again, the next day after John stood and two of his disciples and looking upon Jesus as he walked, he saith, Behold the Lamb of God. He says it again. This time it's got his two closest of followers. I know he has more disciples than just the two, and I'm talking about John the Baptist here. But here there are two with him, and they are Andrew and John. And he says, there is, there is the Lamb of God. And the two disciples heard him speak in verse 37, 
And they left John the Baptist and began to follow Jesus. Later on, John the Baptist is questioned. You know, that Jesus is suddenly, he's got more followers than John the Baptist. And John the Baptist said, he must increase and I must do what? I must decrease. It's not about me and it's not about you. It's about everyone getting to Jesus Christ, right? And so uh, he, he's pointing to them. This is the one who I've been telling you is coming. This is the one I've been preaching about and pointing you toward. And so as soon as he sees him, he says to John and Andrew, right there, that's the Lamb of God. And they, they, it's not that they did not appreciate John the Baptist and didn't appreciate his ministry. They just wanted to get to this Lamb of God. And so they begin to follow Jesus. And in verse 38, Jesus turned and he saw them following and saith unto them, What seek ye? What, what, are, you, what are you looking for? Why, why are you following me? And they said unto him, Rabbi, which is to say, been interpreted master, where dwellest thou? That's, that's just common language. I, I mean, I, I think a lot of times we use that terminology today. Where do you live? Where are you, where are you from? Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where, where do you dwell? And Jesus offers the invitation in verse 39, come and see. That's the invitation. Come and see. I mean, think of all the times that Jesus says to come. All right? Come ye all that are, that are uh, heavy uh, laden. Uh, that all you're carrying your burdens. He says, come and take my yoke upon you. And he says there, he says, come and see. In verse 39, they came and saw where he dwelt, and he abode with them that day, for it was about the tenth hour. So it's about four o'clock in the afternoon. The evening begins at six o'clock. And so they spent a certain amount of time with Jesus. And so they found in Jesus someone interested in them. Because when he turns around and sees them following, he doesn't send them away to continue their own life and their own path. He invites them to come with him. Because Jesus is interested in our life and he longs to reveal more things about himself to all of us. And that's what they found in Jesus, someone interested in them. And then in verse 40 and 41, they found hope. Because it says, after they spent some time with Jesus, one of the two which heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He first findeth his own brother Simon and saith unto him, We have found the Messiah which is being interpreted the Christ. Now, let's stop right there for just a second. Sometimes, because I've sat where you sat, and I've, I've spent years either as a church member or as a bivocational pastor, meaning I worked all day, and I came to church on a Wednesday night, and I was a little bit tired, and sometimes I wasn't, I wasn't bringing in everything that the preacher was saying. All right? I understand that. So I want to pause for just a moment in case 
that's, that's the case. I want you to remember the day you got saved. I want you to recall right now the day that you realized you were lost. And you realized that God loved you. And he gave his son so that you could be forgiven, so that you could become his child, so that you could have life, so that you could have hope. Are you with me? Most of us, because of life, have allowed that wonderful experience, that excitement, that joy to fade away. And I just want to bring us right back to that point for a little bit tonight. Because when Andrew spent some time with Jesus, and Jesus invited him to come, Andrew was so fired up that he ran to his brother Peter. And I'm not going to act it out, but imagine, imagine how he was when he came to Peter and said, we have found him. The one that we have been praying for and longing for. The one that offers me hope and you hope and the nation of Israel hope. We have found him. That's what Andrew found in Jesus. And I don't want us to lose that. We found him. And I'm so excited about it that I just got to go tell my loudmouth brother. You know, you imagine what Peter was when he was lost. We know what he's like when he was saved, right? Imagine what he was when he was lost. I'm going to go tell my loudmouth, filthy mouth, fishing partner, brother, Peter. We found him. You've got to come see him for yourself. You've got to come see him for yourself. He was excited, right? And there was so much more about Jesus that he had not even experienced yet that he's going to experience over the next few years. Right now, he just spent one afternoon with Jesus. Just one afternoon. And it has impacted his life. And he goes immediately to somebody that he loves. And he says, we have found Jesus. We found him. We found him. That's something to be excited about, right? That's how he was. Amen. Maybe it was on Wednesday night, you know. Maybe he'd been fishing all night. I, I don't know. But he, he came and, he, he, and it, had, it changed him. And it impacted him. And there's a reason. Listen, there is a reason why God used Andrew 
And God used these men that we're talking about. There's a reason. Because when they, when they found Jesus, it changed them. And they were never the same again. And we're often in danger of the fact that we quit, we quit allowing Jesus to change us and impact us. And we live our life with our heads down and we're just kind of dragging and it's not that important to us. We found everything when we found Jesus. Right? Everything. And that's how Andrew was. We have found hope. We have found the Messiah. We have found the one that we are looking for. And get this. At this time, all right, later on, Later on, you read in Mark chapter 1, later on, Jesus comes to them and he, he, he calls them to leave their nets and follow him. Right now, they're just meeting him. And it's amazing to me when you think about this, that John and Andrew came to Jesus because a preacher told them, there's the Lamb of God. You need, to go, you need to go follow him. You need to go meet him. A preacher, John the Baptist, was pointing them to Jesus. Then you find Andrew, who goes, and he just goes and tells his brother Andrew, I have found the Messiah. We have found him. You've got to come and see and meet him for yourself. You've got to do that. So there you see the soul winner who is going out, and he is bringing people to Jesus. Matter of fact, you'll see there in verse, uh, verse 42, and he brought him to Jesus. I, I don't know if Peter went on his own accord. I, I, maybe Andrew had to grab him by the hand and pull him. I, I don't know. But he brought him to Jesus, and when Jesus beheld him, he said, Thou art Simon, the son of Jonah. Thou shalt be called Cephas, which is by interpretation a stone. What did Simon find in Jesus? He found a new identity. He wasn't the man that he used to be. In fact, Jesus gave him a brand new name. He found a new identity in Christ. And that... Don, that is what we find in Jesus Christ. We're not who we used to be, right? We're not that person. There is a change. There is something that has taken place. And God has put us on a new path, and he's given us a new life and a new direction. And that is what Simon found. When, he, when, when, when Andrew brought him to Jesus, Jesus knew exactly who he was. He knew who his daddy was, and he gave him a new identity in him. Then we find this. If the preacher can't share the gospel and get somebody to Jesus and the soul winner won't go and get them to Jesus, Jesus can take care of it all by himself. All right? And so you find in verse 43, the day following, Jesus would go forth in the Galilee and he found Philip and saith unto him, Follow me. Jesus finds Philip. Now, what did Philip find in Jesus? Well, Philip was of Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. And Philip findeth Nathanael and saith unto him, 
We have found him of whom Moses and the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Again, he couldn't contain himself. There are some who believe that Philip and Nathaniel were brothers. I don't know if that's the case. I know in John 21, we find that Nathaniel resided in Cana of Galilee. And uh, Philip, it was, we see in verse 44 there, is of Bethsaida. And so they're from two different areas. I, I don't know that they're brothers. There are some who think they are. I don't know. But I know this. Philip, Philip knew Nathaniel. Are you with me? Philip knew Nathaniel, and he went out and found him. Where is Nathaniel? I mean, who is the first person you told when you got saved? Who's the first person you told? You had to tell somebody. Who, who, who was you excited to go tell? Well, for whatever reason, Philip thought of Nathaniel. And so he goes and finds him and says, We have, again, with excitement and a passion, we have found him of whom Moses and the law and the prophets did write. We have found the word of God come to life. For, for their life, they have been reading the Old Testament. They have had the Torah, the five books of Moses. They have been studying the scriptures. And for, for now, right in front of them, the word of God is now life. It is Jesus Christ. We have found him of whom Moses and the law and the prophets did write, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, Can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? Nathanael just spoke truth. If he lived in Cana, as John tells us he does in chapter 21, verse 2, Cana is just outside of Nazareth. It's only a few miles away. And Nathanael would have known the culture. He would have known what Nazareth was like. And so he says, could, there anything, could any good thing come out of Nazareth? Well, Philip saith unto him what? He says, come and see. You come see for yourself. You come, you come find out for yourself. And so Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and saith unto him, Behold an Israelite indeed in whom is no guile. Jesus says that Nathanael is an honest man of integrity. A man. Could Jesus say that about you and me? Think about that. When Jesus sees him, you're a man of integrity. A man in whom there's no guile. And he's the one that said, there couldn't possibly be any good thing come out of Nazareth. And Nathanael saith unto him in verse 48, Whence knowest thou me? How do you know me? And Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw thee. And Nathanael answered and said unto him, Rabbi, I believe Philip was right. Thou art the Son of God, thou art the King of Israel. I think Carrie posted something recently. I think it was you. That we're not called, it was something similar to this, we're not called to save people. We're called to be witnesses for Christ, right? That's all, that's all that Philip was. 
he says, I have found, we, have found the one, we have found the word of God come to life. We have found the one that the prophets have wrote about. We have found Jesus of Nazareth, the Son of God. And, and, and Nathaniel says, no, it can't be. He would never come from there. It couldn't be him. And Nathaniel, Philip just says, why don't you just come see for yourself, right? And that's all you're doing when you're witnessing to people. You're pointing people to Jesus who has changed your life. And you're just saying, listen, you just got to find out for yourself. All right? This is how I found out. All right? And I'm just telling you this is who he is. And I'm telling you he has affected me and changed me. And I'm just saying you just need to find out for yourself. You need to come meet him yourself. And when he found him, Denise, he found the answer to all his doubts. That's what he found when he found Jesus Christ. And that's what we find. We can have our doubts. We can, we can, there are scoffers, there are people who, who reject Jesus, all of those things. But I know who Jesus is in my heart. And I know the change that he has made in my life. And that's what I found in Jesus Christ. And so Paul, no matter what you face every day, nothing can take away what you find in Jesus Christ. Nothing. So don't let whatever it is rob you of your joy. Don't let it rob you of your relationship. You know what he still says to those who are following him? Why don't you just come? Why don't you just come with me? And just a few hours with Jesus changed those men's life. Just a conversation with Jesus changed their life. And while we're so busy going here and yonder and taking care of everything, and some things that we don't even need to be worried about and taken care of, while we're so concerned with all of that, there's still a Savior who just wants to give us a little bit more of himself. Amen? Don't let anything or anyone rob you of that. It's the greatest thing we have, and we find it in Jesus. Let's take a few moments tonight. Let's spend some time in prayer. And uh, we'll, have, we'll have the business meeting at about 8 o'clock, okay?